Welcome, family, to the Manifold Witness Podcast, where faith and witness are practiced. Here we seek to unify a community of believers through promoting a comprehensive discussion by extracting revelatory truth from the scriptures for yourself and others. And now your host, Oscar Lewis, and co-host, Alicia Lewis. Welcome again, family, to the Manifold Witness Podcast. I am your host, who says the most, Oscar Lewis, and my co-host, Alicia Lewis. This is part two of our first episode, which was entitled The Journey. And so we went through, I would say, a brief overview. Can I say something? It was it was brief. There's a lot of details that we left out. No, most definitely. I don't know if you recall in the scriptures, it says, I believe it was in the book of John, maybe chapter 21. And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. I feel like that is a part of our story. We can relate to that because so many different things has happened in our life, whether it be personal or as a married couple, so many things has happened. Yeah, I would like to say, I really don't like that phrase that people say that the devil is in the details. I really wish that we could reclaim that and say that God is in the details because literally he's in the tiniest details in our lives to allow us to see that he hears and sees us and has brought us to this point and we know that he will journey on with us as we keep moving forward. No, that was well said. I'm totally an advocate of that. What we're trying to say is tell the truth and the whole truth. Don't be ashamed of what God is doing in your life. We want to be that sounding board for you. And so we have some things set up where you can stay connected to us because that's our whole approach here. We want to create a community of believers who have witnessed the things of God. And not only that, but are seeking to witness the things of God in their everyday lives. And so that's what we want to create here. We can have honest dialogue. So we see this type of honest dialogue happening I believe it's in the book of Mark, chapter nine, where Jesus is dialoguing with this father and Jesus asks the father, how long has his son been like this? His son was suffering from epilepsy and the father said from his childhood. And then Jesus goes on to say, everything is possible to him that believes. And then the boy's father said, Lord, I do believe. And and the man said, you know what, Lord? Help my unbelief. We want to have those type of honest dialogues that, Lord, we may be struggling with this one. Lord, help our unbelief. The scripture says that if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask and God will give it to him without reproach. And God will not despise you and he will not put you to shame if you come before him humbly. We want to build a community like that. We can actually experience God in a true, honest way and we can see true and honest results because I believe that's what God is into. He's into giving us his best. So we're going to just talk to you real quick on how we got here to this whole digital platform. This is something I would say, and I, I believe my wife can attest to as well. We were not really thinking about throughout our life. Nope. We didn't have some kind of five-year plan. We're not thinking like church planners. We didn't take any church planning courses. So I just want to let you know, when we said it in the first episode that this is something that God has birthed in us. So if you do your research on the ministry of Paul or the life of Paul and modern day technology during his time, you would see a very interesting correlation 
to how ministry is done today in the 21st century and how Paul did ministry when he and the disciples were roaming the earth. So Paul is said to be the engineer or architect of Christianity as we know it. He knew how to create infrastructure within the church. And this was something that was rather new and innovative due to the fact that religion during those times were done in a very hierarchical way, such as the synagogue. So Paul found a way to spread the gospel, which is the good news, to the known world through what they call Roman roads. Now, Roman roads during the time that Paul utilized them was the most technological advances during his time. Okay, so follow me. So one of Rome's greatest legacies was its roads. These roads served a crucial purpose for the Roman Empire, one that helps explain not only how the Roman Empire grew so large, but also why it remained so powerful for so long. Roman roads were very important for the Romans. For them, roads did much more than simply serve transport functions. They were a means of putting the stamp of authority of Rome across a new territory and then maintaining that territory. They not only enabled the Roman Empire to grow, but also connect the cities throughout the Roman Empire. If Paul was here today, what most technological advance would he use? Be a digital platform. It'd be a digital platform. That's what he would use. He would use this platform because he would spread the word where the people are. People are online. Believe it or not, my mama is online. Your mama is online. These people did not know about the internet back then. Why? Because it wasn't in existence like when they were coming up, but it is now. And it's not something that we need to shy away from. It's something I believe we need to press into because this is where the people are. I believe this is a part of that, us doing the podcast and really bringing this thing to a place where we, as witnesses, we're coming together and we're sharing our stories. But not only that, we're building on a foundation and something is being birthed out of that. And I believe that's what Paul did. And that's what the first century church did. They didn't know exactly how it was going to look, but they did it anyways. Sometimes you got to do it even if you do it wrong. And I heard someone say that God will even make your mistakes prosper. It it all depends on where your faith is. I'm under the impression or the notion that God will get behind faith. Wherever your faith is, God will get behind you in that to see that come to pass. I believe God is not really committed to a plan. And I know we heard it a lot. I know I'm going into the weeds a little bit and I'm going to get right into it. That God has a what? God has a plan for your life. That's right. What is, what is the scripture? Jeremiah. For I know the plans that I have for you. That's Christian culture 101. God has a plan for me. I'm here and we're here to let you know that you know what? God is not committed to a plan. He's committed to one thing. You. That's why we're here. We're going to be committed to you, our listeners, because we know that Christ in you is the what? Hope of glory. Hope of glory. Christ in you, not in a building, not in a movement, not in religious infrastructure. You know what? In you. And so that's what we want to build on. And from that, we get what we call manifold witness. The term manifold. That's one of those old English words. Who talks like this? That's the KJV version, right? Some of y'all are reading the, the message Bible. That's the TikTok Bible. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that language does mean something. And sometimes when you 
don't really understand the language of the scripture, you can really miss the narrative of what's really going on. It's a context that's making its way through of the scriptures. The term manifold means simply uniting various features. That's the term manifold. That's what it means. It's a bringing together. When you hear the word manifold, I want you to think of one word, kaleidoscope. For those of us who grew up in the days when we played with certain toys and the kaleidoscope is like when you look into it, you can see a many shapes and colors. You can see many different angles. It depends on how you turn it. The shape shifts and you see this prism and light manifold has to do with bringing all that together, uniting these different shapes and colors to make one whole. So the word witness, believe it or not, witness, it has a subjectivity to it. Think back when you watched the last news broadcast, say for instance, something happened and they start asking various people about what happened in the accident. Only one thing happened, but five people say they saw five different things. You see that? So manifold witness, what is the actual definition of witness? To have knowledge of an event or happening from personal observation or experience and then testifying of it. That's what a witness is. They give a personal observation or experience. So it's not something being done in a vacuum. They're testifying of it based off of what they have perceived. And in the book of Acts chapter two, we have all these many witnesses. This is when the church was created. And it says that they were in bewilderment, perplexment, and amazement. The different voices that were being heard on the day of Pentecost. After Pentecost happened, that's when the church was birthed. The church was not birthed before Pentecost. It was birthed after Pentecost. And when Pentecost happened, there were many voices. There were many witnesses. <laughs> you see that? Let's look at Ephesians 3 and 4. So Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10, my wife's going to read it. And Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. Ephesians 3 and 10. His intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known. Remember that. Ephesians 4, 11 through 13 reads, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So there you have it. Attaining to the full measure of the fullness of Christ. When you take all of those witnesses and when you put them all together and you unify them, you have Christ, the fullness of Christ. So guess what? What we witness matters. Your experience matters. Your life journey matters. Why? Because you're making up the whole measure of the fullness of who Christ is. So back to chapter three, verse 10, it says his intent, whose intent, God's intent, that now through the church, that the manifold wisdom of God should be made known. Manifold. You see that word again? It's the uniting. It's all of us, all of us who are witnessing to who God is in our lives, how we have surrendered and yielded ourselves to his lordship and to see his life being lived out through us. When we all come together in that regard, we make up the body of Christ, folks. We become the church. So the church is not just you as an individual, but the church is that coming together, that corporate body coming together, making up 
who Jesus is in his person. And so hence the Manifold Witness podcast, we want to create a platform to unify the, the body of Christ or not only that, but to unify a community of believers that can attest to who Christ is. And so the world, as the scripture says, the world will see the manifold wisdom of God through us. What are we going to be doing throughout this journey? Well, we're going to be having comprehensive discussions, discussions that you probably won't have in your church. I'm going to just keep it real with you. Discussions that you may not have in your church. We're going to be having interviews. We have built some relationships with some people that have a real awesome perspective on the things of God. And so we want those voices to be heard. So we're going to have spirited interviews. We're going to be having forums. Hopefully we may throw a sermon or two on here. I don't know. Just see what God does. You got in on the, on the kickstart here about comprehensive discussion. We're talking about things that deal with not just Christianity here in our context, but Christianity abroad. When most people think about Christianity, they just think about it in their context. Guess what? Christianity is being lived out all over the world. So we need to understand Christianity from a global perspective and not just a local perspective. And how do we fit into that? So views of the world may be different than our own. So faith may be practiced a little differently in different contexts. So we got to have an open mind about what the church really is and what it looks like. I know this word is a buzzword, deconstruction. We hear that term a lot, deconstructing, but we do want to deinstitutionalize. Is that a word? Oh, God help us. Y'all gonna have to <laughs> fact check the Wikipedia do something. But deinstitutionalize forms of the 21st century church. And when I say the word deinstitutionalize, I'm talking about what constitutes the church. Is the church a institution? Or is it something else? Yeah, we're going to get into it, folks. We're going to get into it. And we're going to be talking about not only as it relates to world Christianity in different contexts, but we're going to be talking about true spiritual life. What is true spiritual life? The significance of your spiritual experiences. We're going to have to find out, okay, how does your experience fit into the biblical narrative? Did this happen to somebody in the Bible? How do we make sense of this? Because we want to shape people for spirited and faithful discipleship. Because hear me and hear me well, what we have today has been passed down. It's not something that we just made up one day and we just decided, oh, this seems like a good idea. You know what? That'll be the biggest hoax that the world has ever seen if this whole thing called being a disciple of Christ is just coming out of somebody's imagination. We got to understand that, hey, there's a blueprint here, folks, and we want to make sure that we are aligning ourselves with the blueprint. But at the same time, we want to be able to live it out within our context. So we got to have revelatory truth, truth that is crafted to strengthen you inwardly and bring about blessings in your everyday life. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 13, 5, examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. So what kind of faith is Paul talking about here? Let's look in Mark chapter 11, verse 20 through 22. Go ahead and read that, sweetheart. In the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. You hear the last part of that? Have faith in God. Now, the question is, what happened in this context? Because obviously this is just a segment of a whole narrative that just transpired here. There were no figs on the tree and Jesus, he cursed the fig tree. And the next day came by and they saw that the fig tree had withered and they marveled. And Jesus says, have faith in God. If you read in the original language, because Jesus was speaking Aramaic 
instead of having faith in God, it says, have the God kind of faith. You hear that? Have the God kind of faith. So when Paul says, examine yourself to see if you're in the faith, he's saying, examine yourself to see if you have the God kind of faith working in your life. So we're going to be talking about these things. We're going to be building on the foundation, things that are essential to every believer. These are what they call foundational truths. You'll be surprised that people don't really know what separates us from everybody else in the world. In Matthew 16, this is what it boils down to. Here is Jesus trying to get to the heart of the matter. And here's what he says in Matthew chapter 16. He asked his disciples, who do people say the son of man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say that I am? You see what he's getting at? He's trying to get to who do you say he is? Because unless you understand who he really is, what everybody else is saying really doesn't matter. You got to know him for yourself. Because when you know him, he becomes your hope of glory. So you have to know who he is and you have to take him at his word. And when you do that, you can be like the woman with the issue of blood. Although all of these people are, were around experiencing Jesus. And when she experienced him, she got everything that she was looking for. She got made whole when she touched the hem of his garment. And when Jesus looked at her and he turned to her, he said, who touched me? Now, mind you, that was it was a crowded area. So he was getting touched by a lot of people, but she touched him differently than everybody else. She touched him with her faith because she mm -hmm. had the God kind of faith and she touched Jesus and instantly she was made whole. That's how simple it is, though. We've made it some type of religious calisthenics. We get to the point where, you know what? We start to lose faith. But God is saying to you today, if you have that kind of faith, Whatever your faith is in, he said he'll give it to you. So we got to learn how to be a people of the book. When we say people of the book, they were Christians without borders and churches on the move. They didn't allow society to restrict them from living out their faith. They were dynamic. They were not stagnant. I know I may be meddling a little bit here, but sometimes we lean into what they call being creatures of habit and mm -hmm. to the point like it's Sunday. What I'm going to do today? I only can talk to you like I feel it, y'all. We have to live out our witness. And you know what? When we live out our witness, we then participate in the mission of God. You know what the mission of God is? Thy kingdom come. That's it. It's just that simple. His kingdom come. God is into establishing his kingdom on earth. You know what? And why not do it with him? Because he going to either do it with you or without you. So until we meet again, be encouraged. Thank you for joining us today on Manifold Witness Podcast. We invite you to journey with us and subscribe to the show for the latest and the greatest. Until next time, love, joy, and peace.